the show. I'm about to talk to um, Clinton uh, Chenko and uh, Jackie Bowden. We're talking about the fact that the, the global um, COVID-19 pandemic is having a profound effect on the lives of people all over the world, not just over there in Victoria or here, but all over the world. And the current evidence suggests that smoking is uh, significantly associated with the increased stress of the virus. And there's never been a better time now to quit smoking forever. And help's available here in South Australia. And joining us on the program, Dr Clinton Jenko from the uh, Drug and Alcohol Services and um, Dr Jackie Bowden, the Director of uh, Health Services at Chamry. To, uh, to both of you, good afternoon, uh, Clinton and Jackie. Nice to have you on the show. Uh, hi, Tony. Okay. Nice to be on here. Uh, is this true that as a result of, of what's happening, just a catastrophe, call it whatever you will, uh, people are actually smoking more? Well, what we're actually seeing is people are um, uh, considering quitting. So that's an important thing that we need to be mindful of. Uh, we're actually seeing an increased number of calls to the quit line. Oh, really? Uh, which is um, really important. I think we know that um, smoking affects the respiratory tra tract and uh, COVID-19 is a disease of the respiratory tract. So, yeah, it's certainly uh, motivating our smokers to consider quitting at this time. Jackie, when these people are calling you up and saying they're thinking of quitting, what are the reasons they're giving? The fact that they can't get out to buy the fags, that the fags are costing too much, that all of a sudden they're aware of that if, you, if you're smoking and if you're unlucky enough to get the COVID thing, it could really complicate the whole, the whole issue. Well, I understand they're having quite complex conversations on the quit line. We actually um, did a survey of 150 South Australian smokers and we asked them whether COVID-19 had affected their smoking and more than half said that it had influenced them and we asked them reasons for that um, and many said that the affordability of smoking in light of COVID-19, unfortunately many people are losing their jobs or... Yeah. Um, or getting cut back in terms of the number of shifts they're doing so they're not able to afford smoking. Um, also, um, concerns that smoking could increase the risk of uh, the consequences of getting COVID-19 and also um, the change in social circumstances. So that is a really important um, factor. We know that when you're... Um, you know, socialising with friends and family that might smoke more, uh, you're more likely to consider smoking yourself or continue smoking. It's harder to quit. So if you take people out of those environments that are sort of supporting you to continue smoking, um, then, you know, that's actually a positive effect and, and is getting people to consider quitting. It's uh, 24 minutes to two. If uh, COVID-19 has been the thing that you needed to quit smoking, share your story with us on 8223 0000. Clinton, um, what are some of the uh, what are some of the, the possible side effects of uh, of, uh, of smokers getting COVID nineteen? Have you been able to research this? Oh, in terms of the um, the clinical elements of um, of COVID nineteen in relation to smokers, this, smokers because of the damage potentially they've done to their lungs uh, over over many years um, can experience more severe um, symptoms and results uh, in, in, in response to COVID-19. So that's where you have that more the potential for increased um, risk of, of morbidity, um, sickness, and sometimes even, you know, sometimes mortality in relation to uh, COVID-19 in that situation.
What are the? Um, is it uh, is it only older people uh, who are concerned about getting COVID and smoking, or uh, or younger people? Are younger people saying, "Ah, oh, we're we're invulnerable. You know, we're we're, we're young and fit and healthy. It, it won't be an issue if we get it." Well. Um... I, look, I, I can't comment really on the um, on the psychology of of, of COVID nineteen itself, but I mean, so there's a lot of um, recent research has indicated in re- in relation to smoking and a variety of other um, behavioural risk factors like drinking and, and drug use that young people are, um, you know, making in in the main positive choices about, um, for instance, smoking where they're, they're smoking less, um, they're, they're drinking less, um, and uh, and so. Um, how that extends to COVID nineteen, I'm not I'm not, not not aware of. But certainly, in terms of smoking, we've seen a lot of success in in reducing the smoking rate over um, the course of many years. Um, Ella says, uh, Pilko, could you ask your guests because surely they will know the answer to this one. <laughs> I don't want to put you under pressure, Clinton or Jackie. But Ella's question is, she said, what are the best methods if you really want to try and give up smoking? She said, I'm smoking about twenty or thirty a day under stress. I'm smoking more, and she says because of the lock down and the restrictions that apply in some areas what are some of the um, what are some of the just suggestions that your experts would have if i really am serious about trying to give up the uh, the dreaded fags there's various ways that a person can can quit and that will depend really on the individual and uh, and what they think approach might work for them and of course advice from other people um uh, experts in this area really is really valuable. So counselling and support. So asking um, your doctor about quitting is re- a really important step. A lot of people do that when they try and quit. Um, but also the quit line. They have experienced, um, non-judgmental, supportive people who will work with the way you want to go about it to um, to to quit. Um, we've got a website uh, which is besmokefree.com.au. Uh, which outlines a variety of different things that people can think about when they're trying to quit, right through from, um, you know, whether how it might go about quitting cold turkey through to using nicotine replacement therapy. So that's the patches and the, and the lozenges and so forth. And um, But we've also got tools and so forth, like uh, a cost calculator on there uh, to help people look at how much they'd save if they quit smoking and a quiz to help them understand um, the reason why they smoke. So uh, all those together sort of paint a picture of there being plenty of different options to consider and to plan around a, um, a quit quit attempt. Yeah, uh, Jackie, a question that, uh, that you might be able to answer for us. This is from Sarah. She says, when you go and see a doctor, she said, I often get the impression, whether it be a male or a female doctor, when you admit to the fact or, or tell them that you are a smoker, they sometimes kind of become, uh, they back off or somehow or another think, oh, you're a bit of a lost cause, whatever condition you've got, it's been exacerbated by the fact that you're smoking. Jackie, what's your answer to that? My answer to that is, um, you, know, I, you know, you probably feel that way and maybe that's something internal inside, but doctors are there for our health and they want to see the best for you. Um, doctors um, can certainly be a, an important part of the process and help you to motivate you to quit. But um, I would really strongly recommend calling the quit line on 13 78 48 because they really are the experts in helping you to quit smoking. Um, and even if it's, you're not quite ready just now, have that conversation with the quit line so you can start thinking about the triggers that are getting you, um, the triggers that are 
helping you to continue smoking. So you can start to think about them and start planning your quit attempt. Um, so, yeah, doctors certainly are here for your, for your health. They understand, unfortunately, how bad smoking is, and we all understand that. But we also understand that smoking is really hard to quit. Um, it's an addiction. The tobacco industry have been working on keeping people addicted for many years. Um, it's not easy to quit, but um, with a lot of help and, and with the quit line and a um, positive mind set, um, you, can, um, you can really kick the habit. It's uh, 20 minutes to two. Marty says, uh, Bilko, will you ask uh, both of your guests or either of your guests, Clinton or Jackie, if uh, they've got members of their family who smoke and what's their attitude towards those, uh, those family members? Clinton? I'm, uh, I have, and, um, you know, I, I think, um, I mean, it, it, the key to this is not really being sort of, um, you know, judgmental about about smokers, but trying to think about the best way to help people um, to think about quitting and providing advice when they look for it and um, do your best to support people. We've had an add-on recently which is also encourages people to not smoke around people who are, who are trying to quit. Yeah. So that's just sort of also just being a, being a friend or a family member is... Um, you know, is a big part of that is um, trying your best to, to help out where it's needed. And Jackie, any members of the family who smoke? Yes, I do. Oh, um, really? And yes, and um, one of the reasons why I actually got into this role, um, you know, quite a few years ago, was that my grandma died of lung cancer and my right. grandpa died of heart disease, and both were smokers. Um, and all of their kids actually started smoking too. So my mum and all the rest of it. Really? Um, yeah. So they, but they have. Um, some of them have managed to quit. Um, and others are continuing. I understand it's a really hard habit to kick, um, and so I'm always there for those family members that um, you know can't quite kick, kick the habit, but are wanting support and help to do it because it's not easy. That's uh, uh, that's but, that's fascinating because of the jobs that you have and the profile that you have, and everybody in the family knowing where you work. But the, uh, do they avoid smoking around you? Are they thinking, oh, hang on, Clinton or Jackie will be on us at a million miles an hour if we fag in front of them. They certainly do walk, you know, we went on holiday re relatively recently and they sort of walk behind the cabins and that sort of thing to smoke. So, yep, Jackie, sorry. I'm oh, yeah. If Jackie cigarette. sees this, all what's her name will break loose. Yeah. <laughs> She'll give us a hell of a lecture. Um, we've got a, a question from uh, from John at Newton's given us a ring. Hello, John. Yeah, Pilka, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm well, thank you. You've got a question for either Clinton or Jackie? Um, well, I don't know. This was a question, but maybe there could be a correlation with um, high drug use and less smoking because a lot of uh, young kids are all on this mess and ice, whatever it is, and maybe that's causing them to smoke less. Okay, so the the correlation between yeah, all right, and we'll uh, put it to uh, to Jackie and uh, and Clinton. Um, Clinton, your your answer to that one. Well, um, in in general, um, if we're talking about illicit drug use, um, rates of use are extremely low um if you're talking about um alcohol use that's that's um you know has been a obviously a, a cultural issue more broadly but that, that's decreasing in consumption rates as well so um overall if you're talking about particularly young people as i said before um sort of generally making um better decisions and consuming um at less risky levels than they have been in the past so i don't think there's any evidence of any kind of switching between those but jackie might be able to comment more on that jackie 
Yeah, not so much evidence of switching, just a general sort of decline overall. People that tend to smoke uh, are, do tend to kind of be more likely to drink or take illicit drugs. They tend to sort of go hand in hand more so than anything. Uh, but we are seeing some really promising signs over time with uh, less and less people taking up smoking um, and fewer people drinking as well um, and the same with illicit drugs too. So it could be one of the uh, one of the few good side effects of the the whole COVID thing. Merv's question for uh, for both of our guests for uh, for Clinton and Jackie. He says, is there any evidence to suggest that people are taking up smoking at an even younger age? He said he makes the point because he's only just found out that his fourteen year old grandson, for God's sake, is um, is is working hard uh, in a supermarket of a weekend and after hours mainly to pay for the fact that he's got to pay so much for the damn cigarettes. Any evidence to suggest that people are smoking at a younger age? Yeah, no, they're actually not, thankfully, but yeah. it is quite surprising the age that some people do start smoking, um, and that can be quite confronting, you know, the age of, um, you know, sort of 12, oh, 13. Yeah. Um, so that is concerning, but certainly the numbers have really plummeted. Um, so we've only got sort of around 3% of kind of younger teenagers even um, considering smoking. So it's, um, you know, the, the numbers have dropped substantially over time, which is excellent news and really good for public health and for our future generations. I, I was staggered at the price of a packet of cigarettes. Went to buy a, a packet for a gentleman oh, some weeks or so ago and he gave me the credit card that didn't work and he wanted a packet of, I forget what it was, Longridge Blue or something or other, and it came to $52 a pack and I thought... God blimey. Yeah. If you're smoking 10 packets a week, there's $500, probably 40% of it actually going to the government in the way of taxes. Mm. Yeah, and that's a really important point. This is why, um, you know, it's a, a really good reason to quit. And the reason why they're kind of so expensive is to kind of make it cost prohibitive. And that is probably why, and what it's definitely why we're seeing such a decrease in young people smoking, because we know that when you increase the price, you have people smoking less and less likely to uh, take it up. Oh, the prices, yeah, just, just staggering. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie and Clinton, back in a moment. So if you've got a question for our experts, here's the opportunity. Give us a ring on that 8223-0099 number of ours. It's just on 13 to 2 now. Keep up to date with state politics with Adelaide's own King of Spin, Matthew Abraham. Thursday mornings from 7.30 with David and Will. Thanks to mighty helpful Midas Hand. Quality brands at great prices for all your DIY. Needs. So, how important is location? I was from Parra Hills. I wanted to keep in a locality that was close to where I knew, shopping centres that I was familiar with, and where friends were as well. And I did look for quite a few months and I kept coming back to Lifestyle SA. Any questions about the life in Lifestyle SA? Five minutes on the phone with Roxanne and you'll know everything you need to. LifestyleSA.com.au Hi, I'm Rose from Dentures Direct. At Dentures Direct, we'll spend the time with you to discuss any denture problem or concerns. Whether you need your first set or you're not happy with your current dentures, our experienced Dentures Direct team are here to help. And if you have an SA Denture Service form, make an appointment with Dentures Direct and save 50% off your co-payment. Call the Dentures Direct team today on 8357 5555. That's 8357 5555. Yeah. 
Want the biggest brands at the lowest prices? Then head to Chemist Warehouse today and save on big brand vitamins. Like Nature's Way Beauty Collagen 60 Tablets, now for just $14.99. Try Synovus Sugarless C 500mg 300 chewable tablets for just $14.99. We've even got Swiss Daily Digestive Probiotic 90 Capsules available at just $46.99. Or stock up on Microgenics Vitamin D3 1000 IU 200 Capsules, only $16.99. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. So there's no boat show. But the news isn't all bad because our mates at Pacific Marine have knocked thousands of dollars off their current floor stock. The boys at Pacific Marine are dead set legends and have boats for any budget. From three grand tinnies up to $170,000 cruises and they stock Haynes Signature and Bar Crusher. Save thousands right now at the Pacific Marine floor stock sale, Tapley's Hill Road, Royal Park. And remember, your wife rang and she said it's okay. Besides being Australia's number one Honda dealer, there's many other reasons people keep coming back to Dave Potter Honda. They have over 300 new demo and used cars in stock, plus Australia's cheapest demo Hondas and Adelaide's best selection of new cars, including the early arrival of the new 2021 HRV VTI Auto, now $27,990, drive away. And the CRV VI from $30,990, drive away. Come and see why Dave Potter Honda is Australia's number one Honda dealer. If you like your pub's cosy, you'll love the duck. It's all open fires and Chester fields and really captures the spirit of local. But for me, it's about their pokies. And the duck always delivers. There are lots of new machines, big comfy chairs, complimentary chef snacks all day. The barista will make your cappuccino. And the smiling staff love a chat, much like me. So enjoy a flutter in the hills soon at the Duck Coromandel Valley. Gamble responsibly. National Gambling Helpline number one 858 858 Standard. It's one of those words that gets thrown around a lot. At Cosco Energy Group, we don't do standard. We do exceptional. Exceptional Australian-made products, service and solutions. Whether you're after solar, battery storage, air conditioning or home automation, we'll give you exceptional choices and you can experience them in our exceptional showroom. For more than standard, visit Cosco Energy Group's interactive showroom, 336 South Road, Croydon Park. KOZ. CO, Cosco Energy Group. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. Yeah, good day, everybody. It's a little after 10 minutes to two. If it's accommodation you're looking for in Adelaide, you've got visitors coming from uh, country South Australia. The Greenways Apartments, I recommend them to you up in North Adelaide. Conveniently uh, located to uh, Connell Street and all of the shopping and the restaurants up there. You're about five, ten minutes away. Comfortable walk from the Adelaide Oval. Even a 20-minute stroll into the middle of town. The Greenways Apartments at North Adelaide. Convenient and absolutely affordable. Things like a kitchen so you can do your own cooking. You've got Cindy and Heather who service the apartments keep them spotlessly clean and change the linen and the towels and all the rest of it. Added to all of that, there's free parking out the back. So the next time it's a, a friend, a rally coming from uh, for, I don't know, hopefully from country South Australia and they're looking for good affordable accommodation the Greenways Apartments up there in, uh, up in North Adelaide good spot to live. It really is, and close to just about everything. Our guest this afternoon, we're talking about the uh, the global uh, COVID uh, pandemic and uh, the effects on people smoking. And we've got Drs. Uh, uh, Clinton Chenko and Drs. Uh, Jackie Bowden on the line. Uh, a question for both of you. What would you say to the recommendation, perhaps, that the, uh, the Premier in the Health Department here ought to look at uh, making uh, the wearing of masks uh, mandatory? Uh, Jackie, you first. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a really um, good question. I think we're in a really fortunate state 
at the moment. Uh, we're not Victoria. Unfortunately, you know, Victoria has oh. a huge amount of community transmission. Uh, we're not in that situation currently, but um, time may, you know, tell whether that um, changes. I think community transmission is the time that we need to be really... Um, wary of what's going on and that might be a time that we need to start thinking about wearing masks. At the moment uh, we're, we're quite blessed in South Australia. We've got a government that's really on top of the game yeah. and um, working to try and keep cases out of South Australia. So I think we're in a fortunate position where masks aren't necessary right now but um, if we end up in a situation similar to New South Wales or Victoria, then that's something we might want to consider, especially when we are in sort of con confined public spaces where you can't distance from people like uh, public transport and those sorts of things. And Clinton, your thoughts on it, making masks uh, perhaps mandatory here in SA? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with Jackie's comments on that. Uh, I think... Uh, as she said, you know, we've done well in South Australia so far. I mean, fingers crossed things um, will remain that way. If they don't, uh, I suspect it is something that they might have to consider yeah. um, in, the, uh, in the future. Question for both of you. This is from Barbara. Uh, Barbara went to a psychologist uh, who did hypnosis two and a half years ago, and she says, I haven't smoked since, other than the occasional thought about smoking. I've not experienced a craving for them, and I smoked for 60 years. Good on you, Barbara, giving it up. Uh, Clinton and Jackie, your thoughts on, uh, well, uh, in Barbara's case, it worked for her, went to see a psychologist who did the uh, hypnosis a couple of years or so ago. Yeah, look, um, I think uh, this is an interesting one because at an individual level, sometimes people's experiences are, are different to what we find at a population level. So um, you will hear individuals who have success with those kinds of approaches or various types of approaches to quitting. Uh, as, as far as I understand, um, there's not strong evidence. There's very limited evidence in relation to hypnotherapy and, uh, and smoking uh, cessation um, at a population population level. That's not to say that at an individual level um, that, that doesn't occur, that you know, hasn't been helpful, um, but in a broader sense, not so much. Is that your sense of it, Jackie? Yeah, that's definitely the sense from the literature um, in terms of, you know, some people, it works for some people, but at a broader population level, uh, your chances of quitting, you're better off by calling the quit line, um, 13, 78, 48. And, um, and giving that a go and talking to the council. Jackie, when you call that quitline number, that 137848, uh, do they take down personal details, your name and age and all the rest of it, or is the uh, advice they give kind of general, or do they try and tailor it to, uh, to your individual addiction? Yeah, so they will definitely take down a minimum set of data about you, but not much at all. Um, if you wanted to be purely anonymous, then they certainly will allow that as well, um, because... Ultimately, they just want people to quit smoking. Yeah. Um, but if you want to give them as much information as you can, then they can certainly help tailor things to you um, and to your age group, uh, gender, all sorts of things. So the more information, the better. Um, but if you don't want to give anything, then they will certainly continue to help you and because ultimately they just want people to quit smoking. Sarah says um, earlier on um, uh, Dr Clinton gave uh, an email address. Uh, what was that again? She didn't have time to uh, jot it down. Clinton, what was that email oh, address? She was probably referring to the website. Oh, the website. And the website, yeah, yeah is be smoke free, one word. Mm-hmm. 
uh, .com.au. And that's where that's the sort of portal where you can find your numbers for the Quitline. There's also a way you can uh, you can connect with Quitline counsellors by web chat, which is where you can type to them if you if you prefer that. It has information about the patches and the lozenges and so forth, as uh, the, the cost calculator and the quizzes and all all sorts. So that's a good central point uh, to start your contemplation about which what's the best uh, path for you. Clinton, there's been so much debate over the years, and you two, Jackie, uh, over the patches. Uh, what, uh, yeah, uh, what do you think about those? The patches can be um, useful. I mean, it depends on the individual and uh, and where their level of dependence is. Uh, um, but patches can be useful. They're generally a lot more useful if they're used alongside counselling support. So oh, going okay. back to either right. talking to the doctor, or, but, but particularly the quit line, then you're going to see um, probably a better chance of quitting because... Um, Patches will help with the craving, but there are some broader kind of, you know, tips and behavioural, uh, habitual type of elements that you have to think about um, when it comes to quitting, uh, which is where a personalised kind of counselling and help will will improve your chances. A combination of both, yeah. Okay. Um, Mark at uh, Port Broughton has got a question for Clinton. Hello, Mark. You there? Good show, mate. You there? Yes, we can hear. It's kind of a waffly sort of a line. You might be able to want to move around a little bit, but go on, give us a yeah, go. Yeah, just... How is that? Is that better? Is that better? Oh, uh, not much, but go on. Uh, yeah, I just want to... Um, I'm a smoker myself, and um, I just want to... Hang on. Well, wait a minute. It's just... Uh, I, I tell you what, you'll have to give us a ring back because it's just awful. It sounds like you're underwater. Uh, somehow or another. So, Mark, give us a ring back and let's hope the line is better. Um, Clinton and Jackie, before we let you go, um, somebody wanted to know, do the uh, statistics, does the research vary from state to state or is this research Australia-based? Wondering, in other words, if we're smoking less than other states here in SA. Do you want to talk to that, Jackie? Well, the the research that I've been talking about is predominantly South Australian. Uh, We do have smoking rates that do differ by various states. So ACT, for example, have a lower smoking rate than some other states. Um, But, yeah, in terms of quitting, I think, uh, you know, for example, Victoria may be in a different phase as well uh, with community transmission happening. There may be more concern and therefore more calls for the quit line. I think the important thing for people to know if they're thinking about quitting smoking, there are so many benefits early on. So within 20 minutes, blood pressure starts to go down. Within 20 minutes, Jackie? Yep. Yeah? Yeah, Within eight hours, carbon monoxide level and oxygen level return to normal. Yeah. Within 24 hours, immediate risk of heart attack starts to fall. Within 48 hours, nerve endings start to regrow. And within 14 days, lung function improves and circulation improves. That's just staggering. Yeah, Yeah. it is staggering. And, um, you know, so if you're thinking about quitting, now is a good time to quit. Oh, yeah, there's no better time. Uh, Clinton and Jackie, thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you for your expertise. Congratulations on the work you do, and especially with the the COVID-19 thing about, make sure that you continue to do it. We've enjoyed chatting with you. Thanks, Tony, for the opportunity. That's uh, Dr. Clinton Chenko and Dr. Jackie Bowden talking about the fact that, um, uh, you know, the COVID pandemic and all the rest of it, it's having a profound effect on the lives of people. But one of the one of the good things to come out of it all is that people, believe it or not, even allowing for the stress that individuals and families and groups and, and businesses are under, the evidence would suggest that people are smoking less as of right now. <laughs>